broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Hello and welcome to Nerd to Know Media on Phoenix FM. My name is Keanu Calicorn. I'm uh, introduce yourself there. Dara and uh, welcome to the show, Dara. And uh, we have a fair bit to cover with us. First of all, how was your week, Dara? Busy. Busy as always, man. You know yourself. Back and forward. Yeah. Trying to... Yeah, it's like... It just seems to be more and more things <laughs> happen. But, <laughs> but like, in, in between that time, though, I, tried, I actually managed to find some time to sit down and play some PlayStation 4. So that, it, that's a sign of a good week where you have a bit of a break in between the madness. Mm, exactly. What about yourself? Before, well, I had a very good week, very, very busy. Took a trip to Galway and uh, kind of missed all the nerd stuff until right before this show. So I'm very excited to get chatting with you. But before we start, have we jog my memory? Have we made our big announcement yet about JCon? No, and also there's two shows to go up on the on the the feed. So apologies, we haven't got a chance to do that yet. But they will go up. Tomorrow, I'd say. And by tomorrow, I mean Friday. So, yeah, I'll pop them up and they'll be up on the feed for everybody. So, apologies. If people are like, where are the shows? It's like, I'm sorry, I didn't get around to it. But <laughs> I will endeavor to make sure it's that doesn't happen again. But no, we haven't made the announcement yet. I don't even think... Did we do it on Facebook yet? No, we didn't. So, yeah, go on. Go for it. Yeah. Well, it appears that after our modest success at uh, Dublin Comic Con, we've been invited to attend JCon in the first week of November. Uh, Darrett, you've queued up what our panel is about. Would you like to tell the audience? <laughs> I like the way you diplomatically put it that way. I, I, I made big promises that we have to keep now. <laughs> and I'm glad I don't have to do it alone. Um, basically, the concept is uh, we're going to look at a comparison between Japanese horror and, West, and Western horror in movies and video games. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> and it's on the ninth, I, the ninth of November. It's a Saturday, so it's only a one-day thing. So if anyone hasn't been to JCon, it's a little bit different than than what people would have experienced at Dublin Comic Con. It's more like smaller, but like small isn't bad. And the panels are always really entertaining. Um, you have a bunch of guests and stuff like that as well. So you know, it's in the Crow Park, so nice and central as well. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I've never actually attended JCon. What's kind of the fun things to go see? Is there there's is there a competition? Is there panels? Is there like what's what kind of what's what's there to see? Well, I've only been there once, and it was it was a different experience than obviously Dublin Comic Con and different experience to um, Kazuka Con. Like, I think my favorite one in the whole lot mm. is Kazuka Con because of the atmosphere, but JCon is like it's more focused on like Japanese things, so. It's weird, like, when I was there, there were some people, like, in Joker costumes and stuff, and I'm like, this makes no sense, but okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically, like, you know, the, the big appeal really is the, the panels, 
they have a really good cosplay competition there. But it's also like the trade hall. The trade hall is is more expansive because they're able to give them a lot more room. Um, and it's just a good fun day out, you know. Um, it, Co Park is has its own problems, but you know it's like <laughs> not expensive. See, you're back to wrestling already. You're slagging the venue you're in. <laughs> yeah, but we're not doing it for GP. You know, we, we might do it on the day. <laughs> I am looking forward to to doing when we do the Harry Potter one in next year's Comic Con. I've decided that's the one we're doing. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be the real horror when you start slagging up Harry Potter and all the wizards come after you. That's uh, gonna be fun. It's gonna be they, fun. They know some messed up spells. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, then you just break out Lord of the Rings and go, "Here's a better book." Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! You you could you could go full Gandalf and just like hold them back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just be, it'll be fine, you know. Um, it's either that or else we'll do a deconstruction of uh, elves and why I hate them. So it'll be fun. Always coming at it from the slightly negative angle. I, I'm starting to suspect you like to offend people. No, no, not at all. It's just it's just a natural heel, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, actually, as I say on that point, I actually played Dungeons and Dragons for the first time there this week. Which was, I would love to hear about this. How did it go? Uh, it was for my friend's thirtieth, so we didn't really have time to 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 do a full game, obviously, because it was in token, which was you know, tokens always fun. Um, but yeah, it was like a single player game. So the the concept was you know to, to guide your character through this one journey and to achieve the objective. So nothing too nothing too mad, you know. But um, I. This have I, I've only played an RPG game like in the actual paper and pens and twice before, and once was in UCD in the game uh, society, and that kind of turned me off for life because uh, those guys got way too into it, and I was like, "You people need to go outside um, and like experience the world." But uh, <laughs> I don't know, just I didn't. Let, let, let's just let's let's not let that point go. The host of Nerd to Know Media FM thought the UCD and D society was too nerdy. Yeah, no, that's when I realized. Oh, no, that's when I realized I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm not I'm not the nerdiest person here." So thanks, guys. I just really it's it humbling, was, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's weird when you're like you discovered a whole new level. You're like, okay, I need, to, <laughs> I need to step away from this, and I did, and I never talked. I never talked to them again. So happy days. But uh, well, I'm glad you brought that up because before we were recording this show, we were kind of talking about uh, Japanese anime in preparation for the con. Yes. And we were talking about this theory that when it comes to anime, there's either very casual people who watch the most famous ones, or there's people who've watched all of them and live and breathe it and all that kind of stuff. Would you say it's fair to say that D and D players are a bit like that as well? Kind of, but it's more like it's not just it's not just D and D. That's unfair. It's more like RPG players in general, like because okay, okay, even D and D players like they would be the casuals. I'm hmm. well, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the people who are like make their own games and like they have these characters that they know, and you're like, man, you're really scaring me, you know? Oh, so, like the kind of live action role play guys, that kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And there's like. Yeah, nothing against them, by the way, but just to kind of get a frame of reference, like no, 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 please go outside, go go out and experience the world. <laughs> that is true. Live yeah. action role play is outside. We can't take that away from them. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. But like, it, 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 it I know where my line is, you know. Um, but like, yeah, look, I can, I could see the appeal of it, you know, and it was something that 
my friends really enjoyed and it brought the whole group together and everyone had a good time so i'm not going to sit here and go oh it was bad because it wasn't it's just not for me i don't think it's just one of those things where i couldn't really get into for some reason or another well i've played dungeon dragons twice i think and in both of those cases what it was was that the game master the person who kind of put it together and all that sets mm. the tone yes. and that tone can be either frivolous we're just having a laugh uh, like the the people i hung out with they were actors so like we treated it as a freestyle improv we didn't take it too seriously but then the other one it was deadly serious like, like you respect this world i put this i built this up for you i did this i did that so i think that with D at least that's kind of what's what's your way in you the, the person leading it kind of makes it either very serious or kind of a laugh, you know? Yeah, well, this one was, was very was very informal, you know? It was just a, a bit of fun. It was like the campaign wasn't even ending crazy. It was literally get this person out of the, the hut and out of, the, out of yeah. the, the environment, you know? But it was just kind of like, yeah. I kind of got a bit, not bored, but I was like, oh, this is kind of silly. Like, come on, just, you know? And it's just, I don't know, it could just be a lack of imagination on my part or a failing with me. But anytime I've, I've been around like hardcore players or people who are super into it, and my friends weren't super into it. They weren't like that, you know. Uh, it's why it was fun because we, we were also drinking as well heavily when we were doing it. So that also kind of may have <laughs> made, it a bit, made me a bit sleepy. But, um, you know, I, compared to when I was playing that time in UCD, you know, all of them are super into it and you're taking it super seriously and you're just like, guys, stop, you know, you need to, you need to chill a bit. <laughs> I think, to be, to be fair to D&D though, I think the most obsessive fan of anything will always put you off it, no matter what it is. Yeah, I, it's true, it's like, true. Like, like I go to the Star Trek era events and all that kind of stuff and there's always one person somewhere that makes me feel like a casual normie because I'm just not operating on that wavelength. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's all gatekeeping thing, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this, 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 this. And it's just like, uh, not really, you know? It's like, I find that, I find that with lots of fandoms, to, to be fair. But specifically with, like, guys who are super into RPGs, like, I knew this one guy not naming names, and every time I'd see him, he'd tell me about his, his three games he was playing. And they're all, like, you know, paid paper games and I'm like dude please just can you not you know so I don't know I don't know if anyone had that experience uh, in, in college societies but that, that turned me off the whole RPG paper, paper and pen thing yeah. pretty much for life and I'm, I hope that's not why I didn't <laughs> well it wasn't for me but I was pretty much going oh god no I just want to go play one of those cool games because in token they actually have a working Star, uh, Star Wars arcade machine which I'm like can we play the game? Really? Yeah. It's like a proper one. That from oh, wait, the, I did play this. Like this was the kind of the pixelated one, yeah? Yeah, the one from 1996, yeah. Yeah, I did. Re I found that very difficult, but I did enjoy it. It is very difficult. All those games are very difficult. I'm, I'm playing, uh, yeah. playing Jedi Knight 2 at the moment on PS4 because it's been re-released. And holy crap, I forgot how hard that game is. It's really <laughs> But not in like a sense that the enemies are like are difficult to fight. It's like, to actually find your way around you actually have to like explore the map and use these tools and there's no mini map and no one tells you where to go and 
you have to cheat and use the online guides. <laughs> and I've beaten well, this game. I've beaten this game before, and I still couldn't remember it. And I was sitting there going, "Oh my god, this is so." I'm difficult. glad you but, said that because I've started doing a Final Fantasy retrospective for Geek Ireland, and uh, going back to those old games, they're very unintuitive. You have to just really try. And I've played completed those games hundreds of times. You really just have to try every single avenue within your imagination just to try and play it in the most basic way. But the reason for that is because like, you know, they knew they did, they couldn't tell a story they couldn't tell a story visually really. So they had mm. to kind of put everything in the gameplay. So like that's that's that's, that's a fair analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much why, man, because like, you know, the 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 arcade games or the games on like the Genesis that were ported from the or the the, the Nintendo or whatever, they're all ported from the arcade are hard because they were designed to steal your money from you. And the ones that, <laughs> the ones that like, you know, aren't, aren't graphically great, you know, focus on gameplay because that was the hook, you know, like even still upscaled, um, like Jedi Knight, the thousand one, I think came out two thousand two, um, like it's not a pretty game, even upscaled, it's 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 a fine game and it's a fun game and everything works. It's not a broken game by any stretch of imagination, but it's not pretty and all the storytelling is told in game so that's why you know compared to now where games are a lot easier because they're even walking simulators or they're like interactive movies so that's that's the major difference yeah. but I, i'm playing battlefront 2 at the same time because they've recently released the new patch for it where well the community update where they patch this in. is the later battlefront 2 is it correct yeah it's the, it's the one for the the ps4 and xbox and stuff yeah. but they've when that game launched, it was terrible because it had no content and they pretty much patched in new content and now it's actually a really, really, really good game. Um, but mm-hmm. they've, they've brought in the new patch which brings in commandos. So you have clone commandos. And it's... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, they've added in like new levels like Felucia and stuff like that as well. So it's only like a day old so I haven't got enough exposure to it yet to comment on it, but... Um, I, I think you've sorted out all my plans for tomorrow. Thank you for that. Oh no, it's 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 a really fun game. Absolutely, it's actually it's as good now as playing the original Battlefront Two because it plays the same way. Oh, that is high praise. No, it's true, and it gives you the same kind of feeling um, and same kind of control and you know all the stuff you can do. So the only thing you can't do is you, it doesn't have as much freedom with vehicles. Like you have to get points for vehicles and stuff like that. But you know, if you're any good at it, you'll get the points eventually. Well, you know, I, I played it once, and I even as a casual player, I generally got vehicles at least once in a match. I didn't feel like I was being cheated out of them or something like that, you know? I'll tell you what they did add in, and it, I, like, it, it's, it's, made, it's actually made the game now last. It'll make the game last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously it's online, right? But they have a story mode, which is terrible. But um, the, they put an instant action, and instant action was a big selling point of the other games, where you could mm-hmm. just play against AI armies. Ah. So it means that game now, even when the servers go down in about 10 years, it will still exist, you know, compared to the first one, which <laughs> as soon as the servers go down in about three years, that's it, you know. Yeah, because I, I had that actually playing uh, Empire at War online. That um, I know that's a different era of video games, but I can't play that online on the internet just casually anymore because its hosting network has a, sh- a shelf life, you know. No, but like well, I don't even mean online. I mean like the actual original Star Wars Battlefront game, the new one. Yeah. Eventually, you're not even going to play that at all because there's going to be no modes to play it. You know, it doesn't. Oh, have, I see. Have, Sorry, it doesn't have like an instant access mode against AI. It's literally just an online game. 
So like <laughs> they finally fixed that now. So if anyone hasn't, you know, still holding the grudge, and I get the grudge against it because it's justified, but now it's not. You know, now it's great. So. Okay, well, before, because I know there's a big Star Wars news this week, but I just wanted to touch on one or two oh, other things you so guys, before we so got into it. First of all, we haven't actually had a chance to cover this on the show yet. Yeah. The cast for Suicide Squad 2, or The Suicide Squad, however you want to call it, was announced in the previous week, Fortnite will say. Have you seen this yet? No, tell me about it. Um, so far, the only promotional... Um, like stuff that's come out of the movie is literally a list of the cast in stylish fonts with 20, like I think 24 names or something like that. But those names include John Cena, uh, <laughs> like Sean Gunn, uh, Taika Waititi, oh, no. uh, Peter Capaldi for the Doctor Who fans out there like me, oh, no. uh, Idris Elvis, huh. uh, Michael Rooker, uh, you know, uh, Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a few other names I'm not 100% familiar with. I'll actually, you know what? Let's be unprofessional. I'm going to message it to you now so you can look at it. Okay. Um, uh, but it's a list of, oh, Jesus, I nearly missed him. Nathan Fillion of Firefly fame. Oh, that's, uh, a, good, that's a good grab. And a few returning faces like uh, Margot Robbie and Viola Davis and Joe Kinnaman and Jai Courtney and that kind of stuff. So, so at least Jay Courtney still has work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Boomerang himself. The only good so, thing. Uh, the only good thing he's actually been in. What Suicide Squad? <laughs> Hold on, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna have a look and let me see. Hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna message it to you now. Yeah, go but, for it. Um, but yeah, do you think? I mean, I'm pretty down on. DC still Suicide Squad in particular. Do you think that with uh, James Gunn at the helm, they can kind of turn this around? Well, the cat looks pretty good, actually. I'm not. Yeah. Surprised. Are there any? I'm not surprised. Any names jumping out here that I didn't say? No, no. You pretty much covered it all. I'm not surprised to see who stayed, but I am surprised to see who left. So you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, like um, it seems like Aegis Elba has taken over from Will Smith. Is that correct? That's Actually, you know, I think they haven't confirmed if... I think they're going to try and make him a new character, as far as I know. Okay, well, like, the cool thing about it is, I hope they do, because then it kind of fits into the, the still story, because the Suicide Squad constantly changes roster mm. anyway. So, makes sense. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, the conceit of the comic was you'd read it, and every episode... Or not every episode, every issue, one of them would die. Because yeah. of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So you had to keep reading to find out, but... I think, from what I remember, most of them made it out okay in the first Suicide Squad, didn't they? Not to get into like spoilers and stuff, but it was fairly safe in that regard. Uh, yeah, all the main characters kind of survived on there. Mm. So, are you? Is this something you're excited for? I mean, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm excited, but if James Gunn's doing it, I'm certainly curious. Um, I'm not like, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> like, like, just it. like it's blunt. Yeah, no, like I just the first one. The, I remember I saw the first one, and I like. I went to go see it, and I, I remember liking it when I was there. But the more I thought about it, the more like upset I got, mm. and I was like, "Yeah, no, thanks, I hate I'm, it." I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be brutally honest. I've tried to watch it twice at two different friends of mine's house and every time I make it about as far as when 
the katana woman gets on the helicopter and it's just i don't know i just, i get i get bored i i keep waiting for it to start like i and i'm not even the person who walks out of a movie like but it's just it bothered me that this did so well and it's so weirdly put together you know it's just the problem was apparently there was a really good movie there and you can see that there is a very competent thing there but they hacked it to bits and changed it in editing and like there's a, there's a lot of problems in it where like they introduced the characters like three times and mm. they do you know like yeah. if, if, if you go back and watch it there's three different times that all the characters introduced <laughs> so about after that the, must have been it I think I never made it past all the character introductions yeah, yeah. They, they do it three times they do it at yeah. the beginning of the movie and then they do it when they get to the prison and then they do yeah. it just with the head out and you're like okay so it's been 40 minutes and nothing's happened yeah 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 and but at the same time they're skipping past essential information like the relationship between the enchantress and the soldier guy happens yeah. in an edit like she's in a bath being evil and then it cuts to them being romantic on a couch or something. And that's how they meet and how they fall in love in the space of 10 seconds. I did like your man who played uh, Rick Flagg though. I thought he was a cool kind of good, good casting choice. Oh, so oh, Joel Kinnaman, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he wasn't like, I thought the cast itself was quite decent, but it just seems whatever way they arranged the movie, they just hacked it to bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a bad edit can ruin anything. Like, and uh, and like, an edit can save anything as well. Yeah, like the original Star Wars. But you took the words out of my mouth. It's funny that like, um, with Suicide Squad, we can just reasonably assume that it was re-edited and recut based on the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, and now they've had a coup and they've actually just gotten James Gunn. It's almost like taking the middleman out of the equation. Well, I don't think they 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 realized what made Guardians of the Galaxy good. Mm. They just were like, "Oh, if you just pop, pump, pop music, it will make it interesting." It's like, no, there that's was... that's definitely fair. There's like a hundred songs in the first ten minutes, like because it yeah. just keeps whizzing by. And like, I don't know. It was there were good bits in it. You know, I thought the the Harley Joker stuff was good. The actual flashback stuff, I thought that was quite decent. I wish yeah. they had to just like expanded that out and made that half the movie. But even like the whole concept of it, like, so they're going to send a group of average crazy people into overthrow with god that makes no sense it's just, it's just dumb like you know but the, like because the mission that the suicide squad would normally have would be like stopping terrorists or drug dealers or something you know yeah. small scale well relatively small scale stuff not like gods it's, demons that's that's the push and pull isn't it because like i didn't read the suicide squad comics i read the thunderbolts which is essentially the marvel knockoff of suicide squad uh and the conceit of that was that they were always sent in to do the unpleasant stuff that like Spider-Man or someone like that wouldn't like to do like something something like uh, gangland crime or something yeah, they're, like, they're, like a, they're like a black ops group that's the yeah 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 exactly like but like the Suicide Squad movie kind of ignores that and just does a sort of standard superhero save the day type thing so it's sort of it squandered its own premise a little bit yeah like I think they were just trying to do way too much with what they had instead of focusing on it like you know, I think this one would be a lot more focused and have a lot, make a lot more sense. Well, that's the hope. Uh, I know you're quite eager to talk about Star Wars, so I'm going to whiz through this next bit. There are rumors that the next big bad in the Marvel Universe will be Galactus, 
we got this covered as a scoop, apparently. And uh, there's already three names floating around for who would play him. Are you a Galactus fan? Is this something that's kind of on your radar? Or? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it makes logical sense. They're going more into space, so... And then bringing in the Fantastic Four anyway. It's only a matter of time, right? Oh, yeah, that's true, because of the Silver Surfer and everything. Got to get that set up, don't you? Yeah. That's probably going to be a movie at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, he's not, they're not in this phase, but yeah. So, considering they tried Galactus once and it didn't quite land, do you think this is a good move for the Marvel Universe? Well, you can't really go anywhere else. Like, I think this will be at the end of Phase 5, because mm. it's too big. You know, yeah. like, it's... You don't. You can't really get any bigger than that, you know. I don't think you can. Yeah, he certainly is a threat that would be big enough to take on almost any amount of franchises they wanted to throw at it. Like they've got Captain Marvel, and she's like not even Thanos could take her down. Like so, that'd be an interesting pairing up. Well, they're talk- apparently Marvel's having a lot of problems with Carol Danvers. Not Carol Danvers. What's her name? What's her actual uh, name? Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Carl Danvers. Uh, yeah, Brie Larson. Apparently, they're losing faith in her now. So, uh, Actually, well, I mean, obviously, you've got to take everything with a pinch of salt. I think that might have been debunked over the weekend because okay. the original source of that was a YouTuber who was claiming sources that were unverified, like uh, one of those kind of... I'll get the name of him now off the article... But yeah, it came from a source that wasn't verified. So until I see something that clay, that settles that, I, I'm going to take that with a pinch of salt because generally Marvel are pretty good for supporting their talent. Like Yeah, no, I've heard, like, I heard it from uh, Nerdrotic and Doomcock. So, you know, usually they're on the mark. Oh, they're, they're pretty reliable. Though. They are pretty reliable, yeah. And that's the kind of thing. Like they would, they would kind of cover stuff that would be, they're like uh, Midnight's Edge almost. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if they didn't say it, I wouldn't believe it. But apparently, like the the Avengers cast didn't get on with her anyway initially. So I think there's a bit of a bit of fire there, to be honest with you. Really? That's yeah. that's very strange. But I hope Sorry, not, because like I don't uh, I don't dislike Captain Marvel. Like uh, when I saw the movie initially, I wasn't a fan of it because I would I just got off a fourteen hour flight from San Francisco. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I'll go see Captain Marvel. That don't ever go see a movie when you're after getting off an airplane. That's about it. Yeah, take it from me. And then I saw it again when I was, you know, in my full mental capacities, and I didn't hate it. I thought it was alright. I liked the Baron Black Panther anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I I thought it was great. Like, sorry, I found the name. It was Overlord DVD on YouTube. That's uh, good. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, I mean, I haven't subscribed subscribed to him personally, but like, I it the, the claim came from him without uh, any verified sources, and then ha- went halfway around the world before anyone could check it. So I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying I'm taking it with a pinch of salt for the time being. Fair, fair. Well, Doomcock is uh, Overlord DVD. Oh, I see. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, like, yeah, like he, he the thing about it is he would report on. Um, rumors from his inside sources but I think it's probably better to take this as a pinch of salt until like nothing's breaking at the moment so I think if it was on Midnight's Edge we'd have a much more firm claim from it because they kind of wait yeah, yeah. They're, you know? they're, they're uh, very apologetic about their sources and all of that and like you know I've heard I've heard the same thing said about the Ant-Man 3 because they haven't announced anything like that but like 
there's that's it's not on the real like you know it's it's it doesn't mean that there's they're not happening like yeah yeah it's just a matter of time yeah they have waited yeah anyway go on continue but speaking of the sort of unverified source and stuff there's three actors who are being floated for galactus have you heard this yet no i've heard nothing the three that potentially in the running are liam neeson mark strong or david morrissey That's a good. That's a that's a good list. Yeah, I would go with Liam. Well, obviously, I mean, Liam Nielsen, I think, is your main choice there to go. Has to. That's the other one. I think so. I was I was kind of leaning toward David Marcy actually. Well, I don't know, like Liam Nielsen has played like you know he's played Zeus and he's played you know obviously the guy who trade Batman Raja Ghul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's it, you could buy him. He brings a certain, but all those actors bring a certain amount of you know they could all comfortably pull it off. Yeah, Mark Strong would be like would it's, be it, it depends what you do with the character in a way because no one expected Josh Brolin to make Thanos the new Darth Vader in the way that he did like so it it really just depends. I think the only reason I'd go to David Morrissey is Marvel tend to make stars rather than cast them. I know Brie Larson is an exception in that way. But uh yeah, it's it's exciting because that's that is a it's something we haven't seen done on the screen before, the big purple spacewalking guy. Yeah, that's because um, your man who runs well, who runs Sony now set, demanded that it was a cloud. And it just oh, didn't. is that why that happened? Yeah, that's when it happened, yeah. That's why it happened, because he demanded that he didn't want um, any city change. The same guy who, Rotman, Tim Rotman. Ah. The same guy who... Uh, demanded that they sold Deadpool's mouth shut and stuff like that. He's all responsible for the same guy. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm confident about it, but, you know, it's very far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's... In a weird way, I not to dwell on that for too long, but I don't understand why you wouldn't want the big, tall, purple Galactus guy in Fantastic Four Rise of a Silver Surfer. The Fantastic Four... I'm was the silliest comic book franchise there was. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I love it for that reason. Like, I actually like those movies a lot because they're so dumb. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it's way above our pay grade and, you know, <laughs> you know, we, we can't go back and change the past. You know, if we could, that would be great. But I'm hopeful for the future anyway. Like, personally, a lot of Phase 4 doesn't interest me. Um... But I think once you see a couple of the movies and you're sitting there going, because the next like intermediate villain they're setting up is the Mandarin, like the proper Mandarin. And I think, oh, I see. Yeah, and then also there's a lot of stuff that they're going to set off in the multiverse with Doctor Strange. So I think we're a long way away before Phase Five and before yeah. we see Galactus. We might see like a hint of them at some point in the multiverse in Doctor Strange, I'd say. But yeah. I think it's going to be very small scale for the next little while. Yeah. Also, I'm on a bus, guys. I'm surprised, actually. Sorry. Just. <laughs> so that's what that noise is. <laughs> just oh, the thought of like a, a crowd of commuters getting a free early preview of this week's episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. Uh, maybe you should say the name of the bus so that if people are listening on Saturday they'll know it was you oh, I'm on the, the bus home to Blanchetown from, from town 
So all right. If you're if you were on that bus on uh, Thursday evening at around ten o'clock, you may be in the background of this episode. There Tune you go. in to find out. Keen, you're breaking the fourth wall. Letting everybody in. <laughs> Letting everybody, you're the one on a bus. That's true. Fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So let's get on that for the Deadpool level fourth wall breaking note. Let's move to the big news of this week that apparently Kevin Feige is developing a Star Wars movie. Well, Are been, you on it, this? There's been a bunch of news on this. So it's not only that, but we got, we got news that the Ryan Johnson trilogy is still happening, which apparently... Really? Yeah, that was supposed okay. to be good, but that still happened. Hmm. There's also the Knights of the Republic one by, the, right. by D&D from Game of Thrones still happening. Okay. Uh, and now this... Also, George Lucas has been officially on record said that he hates Disney Star Wars. Yeah, but he hated it from before they came out, though. That's hardly news. Like, well, I, you know, it it, it it explains a lot. You know, I yeah. I agree with him. There's like all the Star Wars movies that's come out have been you know subpar, with the mild exception of Rogue One and the mild exception of Solo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's been a very very busy Star Wars week. Uh, the the Kevin Feige thing makes sense. The the big question I have is, what movie is it? Is it one of the movies that were cancelled? So we know that like the Obi Wan movie is cancelled and it's now a TV show. Yeah. The Man the Mandalorian is a TV show. So right. what could it be? Like what else would be on that slate that would be interesting for Kevin Feige to do? It would have to be like a Ted Pole. It wouldn't just be a Yoda movie. No one wants a Yoda movie. Hmm. Um like that would be yeah. terrible. Um so like what what do you think? <laughs> what, what do you think they would do? Like Oh fuck Well, honestly, like, I'm not sure what they can do because, I mean, Kevin Feige is a genius, but, like, he's a producer. He's not, like, a writer and a director. I don't know what he can bring to one specific project. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's two things that could... That, there's two things in play here that could be happening, right? And take this with a grain of salt if you want, but I've heard it from a couple of places. Um, uh, mm. This could be Ease and Kathleen Kennedy out. Of right. Star Wars, right? Which would not be a bad thing. Which would be a very good thing, because mm. um, I I personally think she's been very detrimental. Um, Dave Filoni is the guy who I would push to be over and head of Star Wars. He's the guy. That Same did here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy did Clone Wars. The guy who did um, uh, Rebels, all that kind of stuff. You know. So I think maybe they're bringing in Kevin Feige to be like, hey. Let's or Kevin Feige to bring in and go. Hey, look, we're gonna do this, and this is the plan, and this is what we're aiming towards. Because the major problem with the new Star Wars is there's no point. Like it doesn't achieve anything. It's not aimed towards anything. It's just random stuff happening because it's random stuff that's happening. So that's a that's a fair point. Yeah, because the original trilogy was its own thing, and then the prequels were building up to the original trilogy. Hmm. But these newer films are building up to nothing in particular yeah because right. yeah because what like i mean i know he kind of buried the hatchet with this a few weeks ago but what's there to be excited about in episode nine yeah nothing like you know except for like fan service and you know kind of tying everything up into a neat ball which they probably mm. will do um it's still 
it's a very meh ending. You know, like there's nothing like Ray's already overcome everything. She's already mm. beaten everybody. So it's like, what's what? You know, what are you what are you trying to aim towards? You know, that's the problem yeah. with every story. If it's if it doesn't have a good ending, or you know, it, 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 there's no stakes. At the moment, the franchise is kind of dead, which is why they're doing this because they're like, oh my god, we need to fix this because we're in a lot of trouble here. Like yeah. a lot of people are just like cause kids nowadays. They love Marvel. They don't like. They don't even like Star Wars because they didn't grow up with it. Like I know people who even you know six, seven, eight years younger than us um, would favor Marvel over Star Wars. Even myself. Yeah, because 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 Marvel is kind of this generation's Star Wars, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, and even to myself, I found myself getting more excited about the the Marvel movies than Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You no, know, if I said that to myself a couple of years ago, I'd have been like, no way. But, <laughs> I, but I'm playing Jedi Knight, right? And the weird thing about it is playing Jedi Knight 2, it feels more like Star Wars shitty graphics, sorry, bad graphics and all mm. um, than any of these movies because it is Star Wars. Like, it's, mm. everything about it is it's authentic, you know? And I think that authenticity is gone and never existed in Disney Star Wars. So it's like... Mm. You know, it, 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 there's not even anything there beyond the yeah. surface level of, you know, uh, the the bare minimum. You know, I was talking to Stevie about this at Comic Con. You know, and she agrees. Um, you have to tell her to come on the show so she can rant about Star Wars and someone else. I've been telling her as soon as we can find a babysitter, which she'll be right in on that. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> Because her rants are epic, and the, the good people need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are. I wouldn't mind having them recorded, actually. For sure. Posterity. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, look, actually, that's. I mean, she would have a lot to say about Star Wars now. I don't want to quote her on the air necessarily, but uh, I was watching a channel, oddly enough, called Girlfriend Reviews on YouTube. Have you ever seen that? I have actually. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, she's got one where she watches the original Star Wars for the first time, and uh, she's blown away by it and like she does a test where she tries to remember the plot of like one of the new Disney Star Wars movies versus the plot of like A New Hope Mm. and The New Hope is kind of just just kind of a character journey so you can remember it beat for beat for beat and uh, that doesn't work for the newer ones and the analogy she says is that with the new Disney ones is it's like a roller coaster ride like it's fun while you're on it it's very entertaining and flashy but it doesn't have the soul of the original, like... It has no soul. There's no journey. Like, Rey is our main character, but she's the most unlikable person in the whole galaxy. You know, uh, like, it's... You know, like, Kylo Ren is a more likable character, and he's supposed to be the big villain. Mm. But even still, he's like a poor man's Darth Vader. There's no stakes, there's no reason for it. Stuff is just happening. Like, I remember even with The Force Awakens, I was like, this is terrible because, you know, there's nothing here. There's literally nothing here. Like, my hope would be that uh, Kevin Feige is like, hey, (laughs) we need to get this fixed. We need to get this sorted. And here's what we're going to do. And maybe pulling stuff from the EU and fixing it, you know. But, again, my big hope is our massive retcon. I know, but that's 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 because Kylo Ren... Yeah, but Kylo Ren wants something, doesn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah, but we don't know what it is because it's so vague. No, so Kylo Ren wants something. Yeah, but it's vague, but it's it's something. It's something he's working towards. He wants to be the new Darth Vader. 
but, but here's a good goal, but it's a goal. No, but here's the thing, though, right? Yeah, I would agree with you on that point, but at the end of The Last Jedi, everyone has what they want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem, right? So you have Rey, who was the Jedi. She's beaten mm. Kylo twice. Yeah. The rebellion is basically crushed, but apparently still surviving in some way, even though there's like one ship and four guys. Yeah. And then Kylo Ren is li- literally the leader of the space Nazis. Yeah. So it's like, what, what, what's the goal? You know, who, who's fighting who? You know, it's just completely unnecessary. So like, there is, yeah, there's some irony to the fact that like it, these Disney stars wiped out the original extended media, and now we need to read Bloodlines and watch Resistance the extended media to get the context of what is going on in the main Star Wars film. It's like back to front. Yeah, well, we're, we're back to square one again. It's just starting from, from scratch. You know, it's instead of... Like, but the only thing about it is they have saved mm. themselves and we'll, we'll get, we'll, we have time. We'll get into it. Um, like the, the plan and what I've heard is there's yeah. multiple cuts of this movie. There's multiple cuts of episode nine. You know, it's like right. it's those things where right. not only is there the theatrical cut, but it's split into like 16 or 8. I've heard, I've heard as low as 4 and as high as 16 different versions of the movie. Right. And a lot of these, <laughs> lot of these leaks... And here's the thing, right? This sounds, this sounds crazy, but it's also not. Like, if, if this movie doesn't perform, yeah. like, that's it, man. Game over, you know? They've nuked yeah. it from orbit. Um, so yeah. they kind of have to. So I've heard that, like, there's these cuts and a lot of the the leaks that we're having, right? You know, where they're like, there's some people are leaking the plot. Like you go on Reddit or, you know, whatever, and you can just, you know, reams and reams and reams of what might happen. Yeah. It's on purpose. Apparently it's to create a response that people will like and go, oh yeah, you know. Oh, I see. So like, it's like, it's like, what's that thing they do where they test things with the public? It's it's a focus group. Focus group. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. That's 100% what it is. And that's how they're treating it. So I would believe that, you know, I'd believe that over anything else because it's like, I've heard everything from Ray is Smee Skywalker. <laughs> I've heard that on this show, yeah, yes, for the yeah, first time. Yeah. I've heard that time travel, they're going to go back and, you know, yeah. fight the Clone Wars. <laughs> I've, I've, the Avengers Endgame thing was the first thing I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah where they're yeah. going to go back. Yeah, yeah and, and, hit. and to be fair, you know, if they did that, it would be something, and I'd be like, okay, cool, this was a train wreck, but I'm still pulling for my my ending. Where yeah, it yeah, yeah. opens with, Luke, with you know Mary Jade waking up and going to Luke in the shower, and it's just the ending of Dallas. Because there's the God has a horrible dream, and then Cal Katan shows up, and the movie is literally the star of Cal Katan's Jedi Knight. <laughs> you know? uh, the like, people t- listening at home aren't getting the benefit of me adding an extra cross to my chalkboard for every time you've brought up this ending in the podcast. <laughs> Well, technically, it's not ending. It's just a big movie. You know, it's just like, oh, hey. You know, think about it. You could Star Wars it up, you know. She could be yeah. drinking blue milk or whatever. You just use your imagination. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's a good note in general, then. Just use yeah. your imagination. Yeah. And then, and then you know, it's like it starts off and Kyle Katan walks in and goes, oh, sorry, General Skywalker, our master Skywalker. We have mm. to go on a mission now. And then... They do the story of I Jedi and everybody loves it, and then we forget about this whole Disney thing and it's grand. Yeah. But 
you know, if that happens, Disney, you can use it for free. It's fine. Yeah. Just make it. Happen. Tell you what, stick it on, stick it on the post credits of the episode nine. The people who aren't that fussed will have left before then anyway, and the people who are be the only ones who know. It win, you win both ways. But see, the thing is, it's like you know, if this is supposed to be like the, the um, the final nail in the. That's probably the wrong way to put it. But, you know, the final like the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> the coffin with him waking, <laughs> yeah, if it sucks, but if it's, it's supposed to be the final chapter in a in a yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what could this be? And mm. what are they going to build off? Because it's like, <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, I think it is going to be time travel. They're going right. to do something with time travel because the only thing that makes sense, the only way they're going to be able to get themselves out of the corner that Reen Johnson put them in. Yeah, but. <laughs> They don't have a competent director. They have, you know, J.J. Abrams, who makes pretty movies, but very limited on story. Mm. They don't have the Russo brothers. So <laughs> this could be very poor. And I think maybe that could even be the thing that Kevin Feige's brought in. As well, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm, I'm excited for the idea of Kevin Feige helping with a Star Wars movie, but I'm not excited for the idea of him being moved across from Marvel into Star Wars. I don't think that's what they're doing. Um, okay, because that, that was my immediate worry when I read that. Like, No, like he's a big Star Wars fan, obviously. Uh, and look, I, th- you know, I think he has enough time to do it because he's not actually making the movies. He's just kind of sp- guiding them. And I think they're like, hey, look, you, you fixed the comic book movie genre. Yeah. This. And, you know... The, the annoying thing is they have someone that can do that and has been doing it in Dave Filoni and they could just be like here fix it and he could do it and I think you know if if this does happen that will that will be a knock on effect of it but like there's not there's nothing there like even to Galaxy's Edge which when I first heard there's going to be a Star Wars land I was like holy crap that's amazing you know yeah. but attendance is down there's nothing to do people are bored <laughs> The oh, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, Jenny Nicholson, did a yes! breakdown. Of, did you love, follow that? I love Jenny. She's my she's my like third favorite YouTuber. Yeah, 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 yeah. I won't go into all the details, but basically, what she covered was that they were terrified of big footfall. Yes. So they put a limit on people who could go in a day, yes. and no seats, so people keep moving. Yes. And then people didn't turn up. So now it's the opposite problem. It's empty. Yep. They have put themselves in a corner by over-preparing for too many people turning up. But also the people who, are, who have been there, you know, they've said that everything is very underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. They didn't and, do the droids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, some didn't do the droids. It's like, you know, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, obviously. Shock horror, right? Mm-hmm. But the Harry Potter thing in, and I will refer to it as the thing, in Islands of Adventure, you know, it's it's immersive. You know, you can run around in your robes and, you know, go yeah. Alakazam or whatever and have a good L time. You can't do, and there's the characters that you recognize and stuff. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But in Disney Galaxy's Edge, apparently you can't cosplay. Uh, there's no one there who you recognize. There's no Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, the fact that that's a thing, it's wild. And it's all based on somewhere Batu, which doesn't exist in the canon. Well, it does now, kind of, but they made it up. Uh, so yeah. it's not even like you're going to Tatooine or, you know. Yeah, they kind of set it up. The second Thrawn book had activity on there, but it's not yeah, like a big, but no, one read, but no one read the book. 
Yeah, it even took me a while to get to that one. But no, what I, what I mean is like from an average, yeah, no yeah, yeah, perspective, right? <laughs> like, look, I read all the expanded universe books, all of them, every single yeah, yeah. one of them, right? <laughs> Most people didn't do that. Most people don't even know what I Jedi is, right? But yeah. as the same kind of thing now. But the point is, if you're going to build an attraction that's millions of dollars, yeah, you know, <laughs> how much more successful would it have been? If it was, say, on Endor. Ah, okay. Because, like, I remember in... And even buy, in, all the, buy all the plushy Ewoks. But, yeah, but even in Euro Disney, they have it set up like Endor. Yeah. And it's awesome. You know, and in MGM, they have it set up um, like Endor and then a little bit of Tatooine and stuff. You, <laughs> I just think they missed a huge key demographic of what Star Wars is. Star Wars isn't just something you can add to. And then market you have like if they had if there had been a big a really good movie based mm. on Batu, then you're like cool we can go to Batu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. No one fo- no one knows what that is. Like like I would love to go to the what's it called the Cantina Bar. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah, like, yeah I, I get a drink. The music like. Yeah, I thought it would have been Tatooine. That would have made uh, sense. Yeah. You know, or they could have like had a few where you walk through a thing and then you jump through the world. So like, is a little bit, and then you go to Naboo or Coruscant or yeah, it's not hurt. Or have it, have it be like Moss Eisley or like, I don't know, some, some makey uppy thing on Coruscant where you're able to like go to all the different worlds. Like there's, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. They've missed the appeal of Star Wars. Yeah. I, I think, I think Disney bought it without realizing what it is. Well, yes, definitely, yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, hey. It's like, no, you don't understand. You have to be a fan of it to get it. And I know we went on a gatekeeping thing. But it's not really. It's more just mm-hmm. essence. Like, Coruscant would have been easy because it could have been a space fort. Where yeah, you walk yeah. in and you can pick to go to these different... Like what Star Tours used to be, but like... Yeah. In real life. Oh, could you imagine getting on like uh, even a makey uppy one of those floating space buses? Yeah, like, you know, going around the place like yeah, like you hop in and you go, or even you walk through and it does the whole light thing and you're like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then exactly. you can go and then you can add to it. So mm. to be fair, that's and then you know you can tailor your experience from there. But now, yeah, you have your Millennium Falcon, but. Mm. Okay, you know, <laughs> it's I can see that, yeah. Or I can see like different, like it, it's basically the equivalent of walking past a prop. Yeah, and props are cool, like, but the Garmel Garrison makes incredible props. I can just wait for one of them to bring out their X-wing and go. Isn't it's that it's, cool? it's not an immersive experience. No, it's like, not. No, yeah, yeah. like, and yeah. you know, it's weird for me to say that because again. If, if I had heard about this a couple of years ago, I would have lost my mind. And when I did hear about it, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah. But basing it on, they basically based it on nothing. Mm. You know, and that's the problem again. It's like, there's no, it's like the, we're going back to the movies. They're not about anything. There's no, there's no like, incentive. And the thing is, they could fix this very easily. Like, let's just say it's like, put the droids back in. That's the thing that's upsetting people. And yeah. just have the staff there and to if someone comes up as a wrong era clone trooper or something just have someone make a joke about it it's like oh you shouldn't wear that armor here like the rebels won't like you whatever like you know no, just no, roll man. with it roll with the inconsistencies like if, you know make it want, make the fun thing out of it if they wanted to fix it they should just make it tattooing yeah 
Make um, it a space port in Tatooine, and that's your logical reason for. Oh, here's a Naboo room. Oh, here's a this. Or here's yeah, a that. You know. Like just you know. Like you said, to have have him walk into a room and do some flashy lights and say the shuttle took you to Coruscant or whatever. Yeah, or even you know, if it is, it's supposed to be a space port in in Batu. Great. Yeah. Put that in. Put that in. Put Star yeah. Tours in, even. Yeah. You know, just bring it back where you can just sit down yeah. and you can experience kind of thing. Because at the moment you're just like you're just going to some random place. Yeah. Next, it's like or the, hell, like make it that buddy space station from Resistance. Plug two things at one stone, like you yeah. know. Yeah, like it's, you know, it's just. I feel like it's a great idea, and it's something that would have been great if the audience was there. But yeah. the audience is there. All right, so you're listening to the podcast and you're like, hey, I want to get involved, but I'm not in Ireland and I don't have time to listen live. Well, guys, listen, we've revamped everything. We've made it super easy. Nerd to Know Media, everything. Nerd to Know Media, Gmail. Nerd to Know Media on Twitter. Nerd to Know Media on Twitch. Nerd to Know Media across the wall. Everything that you can do, you're able to find us. Nerd to Know Media. NerdToKnowMedia.com is our website, just in case. You can tune in via the TuneIn app and catch us live if you want to type in Nerd to Know Bases on Phoenix 92.5 FM and you're able to find us the stream to the show as it's happening live is actually on our website nerdtoknowmedia.com also if you haven't got time for that or if you want something a bit more convenient we're on Spotify iTunes SoundCloud all across the board and if you do want to catch us live when we record the show because spoilers we tape the show we do it live on Twitch Nerdducks N-E-D D-U-X is where you can find my personal Twitch channel and we stream there the show every single Thursday at 9pm so guys no excuse not to listen we're very easy to find nerdtoknowmedia.com for more information broadcasting from the Blanchistan Centre this is Phoenix FM so here's what I want to ask you. So if you were now Kevin Feige and given a Star Wars movie and a blank check to do any story you want, what would you like to see? Um, if I like if. Uh... The old Republic stuff wasn't happening. Um, I would do that, but honestly, I think Disney's future is in Tron or okay. or Kalkatan. Okay, how come? Kalkatan's the most interesting character in Star Wars. Well, okay, as someone who hasn't ever come across him, go on, tell me more. He is the man who stole the Death Star plans. Okay. Now that's initially that was the plot of Dark Forces. However, his arc in Dark Forces Two is that he's a Jedi. He's sensitive, but doesn't want to be a Jedi. He's basically right. like imagine Han Solo fused with the coolest Jedi ever, mm. and that's Kalkatan. Okay. Yeah, uh, some great games. You know, the Dark Forces Jedi Knight series um, are just great, and the best Star Wars novel you'll ever read is a book called I Jedi. Right. And it's great. It's fantastic. What's the premise there? It's Kalkatan's journey to being like he actually accepts being a Jedi because he doesn't want to do it. He's he's part of Luke's um part of Luke's after Dark Forces 2, he's part of Luke's mm. um 
academy, but he right. doesn't want to be a Jedi. And it's okay. his journey, you know, coming to terms with that. It's just a really, really good story. And it's something that, you know, to be honest with you, Disney Star Wars needs. It needs a story. Now, if they mm-hmm. want to push the, the women agenda or the woman agenda, fine. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, Mara Jade. Uh, okay. Right. If you, if you really want to do that, and it's it always strikes me when people say women need strong Star Wars needs strong female characters. I'm like, Star Wars is a, a, a fucking is a sorry is a, <laughs> is a franchise made up of strong female characters. Yeah. Bastila, Mara Jade, Kreia, Ahsoka, Andrus, Ahsoka. You know, the list goes on and on and yeah. on. I, I, it drives me wild when I hear that. I'm like, are you for real? Like. Raise yeah. the worst female character, strong female yeah, that they've had because she has no character. Um, uh, yeah, but like you know, that's what I do. I would pick, I would pick either those two. Um, but you could do a really, really good Revan movie, you yeah. know, if you want. Like, but again, that's already been handled in the trilogy, so it's kind of too hard to tell. But for me, my favorite period of Star Wars is when there was no movies. Is when it was. Um, Oh, and it was just sort of like the wilderness, like, and there was yeah, just all yeah. this random content coming out. Well, not random content, but once the prequel, like, the, the reason why I love the prequel so much is because they opened up the, the, the toy box. Okay. You know, like, when once the prequels came out, the EU got way better. Because um, mm. before then, there were some good stories, like, obviously, the Tron trilogy, as it goes without saying, um, all the stuff that was afterwards, but no one ever jumped forward. Hmm. Now, what you could do is you could do the Darth Bane series. Oh, yes. Stevie's talking to you about just before. So this is way, way before the Old Republic, right? A little bit. A little bit before the Old Republic. Yeah. But, and yeah. Bane is also canon. Okay. Thanks to Rebels. Oh, yeah. He pops up voiced by uh, Mark Hamill, doesn't he? Yeah. So mm. if they did that, mm. holy cow. You have... <laughs> like, Bane is amazing. And his whole story is great, and he also has like those trilogy of books. Uh, I have it in front of me. Anything called Trilogy of Evil? Mm. It's called Trilogy of Evil. Uh, the first two are Path to Destruction and Rule of Two. Um, they're great. Basically, it's his journey from being a slave, basically in the mines, to being like this ultimate Jedi as uh, Sith scholar. But the first book is him in in Korriban, um, training to be a Sith. And it's so good. It's so good. Like, <laughs> it's just amazing. But, you know, the end of it happens where he tricks them all into doing a mind bomb and blows up every single Sith except for him. So he invents the rule of two. And then the books okay. follow his journey um, towards, you know, solidifying that. You know, it's great. The most infuriating thing with what, what, Star Wars, Disney Star Wars doing now is they're like, they have all these great stories which literally require no effort because they're already there. Mm. You just have to make them. Like, there was no reason for any of these new stories. Well, that kind of circumvents us back to Kevin Feige then because his team is very good at taking things like the Marvel Civil War, the Kree Skull War, and adapting them into a way that's both original and has lots to enjoy for people who know that material. Yeah, and I think that's why he's been brought in. You know, like mm. you know, obviously you don't, you can't do a, a, a shot for sure. Well, you, to be honest with you, you really can with mm. uh, with stuff like Bane. Like the, the look, the best thing, and I've always agreed with this, with the exception of you know Kyle Katan. 
on his stuff. Um, the best thing for Star Wars, even as a child or teenager as well, I always hated the stuff after Jedi. I never liked yeah, it. I mentioned it was, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was because it's it's done to death. Like it's really, really awful. Except if you jump really far into the future where the Empire actually win, and you have some really cool stuff there. It's great. You need to get away from the Skywalkers. That cripples the Star. No, it does not. It's good. Yeah. That cripples the Star Wars stuff. The Skywalkers. Yeah. If you get too tied up with that, you can't tell the story because it keeps repeating. And it was what happens in the EU as well, where the same stuff happens over and over and over again because they get caught in this loop. Um, the future of this is to move away. You know, jump back, jump forward, jump sideways. You know, tell all these different stories, and that's what the games did. I wrote a great piece for What Culture: Fifty Star Wars Games You Must Play Before You Die. I think I'll do something <laughs> similar for Geek Ireland, kind yeah. of, kind of explaining, um, you know, the best Star Wars games from the time period to play and how they can feed into the, the franchise. Yeah. I think I'll do something like that if I get time. But um, there's so much to explore in. The, the old Xbox games alone or even the stuff on Steam now where you can play it and you're like, this is what they should do because it's it's free and it's separate. Mm. So, yeah, that that's what I think, you know, uh, that, to answer your question, either do something that is ready-made like your Kalkatan series mm. or do something way back like Dark Bane. It's funny though because you think about how, like, you know, we were talking earlier about how the kids aren't into Star Wars anymore. I know that hating on the Phantom Menace is like, you know, very trendy still to this day. Well, at the same time, the Phantom Menace succeeded in getting kids excited about Star Wars when it came out. Like, I mean, that came out a year or two after I saw the first one. I had all the kind of Darth Maul toys and all that kind of stuff. If they're doing some time travel nonsense, they should really do something completely divorced from all that kind of stuff and just tell a brand new story with brand new characters. like. Yeah, no, no, that's not even brand new because the thing is, you don't have to. You have this massive pool. You don't mm. have to tell brand new. You don't have to firebomb everything. Um, like, no, but I'm just thinking from the perspective of kids who don't necessarily care that Star Wars is this legacy thing and just want to sure. see a f- and a fun series to get involved with. Yeah, well, that's what they could do, you know. And I think, you know, if they do do the time travel route, it will save them a lot or even a parallel jump where they kind of jump in and out because they need to find some way to undo what they've done and open up the universe because they've written themselves into this very, 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 very small box. Mm. And this is the problem. This is what, you know, this was the problem with Star Wars initially where it was in this very, very small box. The EU blew that up and expanded it out beyond anyone now not all of it's good i'm not going to sit here and defend the entire EU because some of it's really yeah. dumb but um you know star, disney star wars need to do that they need to pretty much embrace that yeah. and, you know the patience isn't there for the books because the goodwill isn't there the patience isn't there for the games because it hasn't been a good one on launch in years yeah. Um, Jedi Outcast might actually do not Jedi Outcast. Jedi Fallen, Star Wars Fallen Jedi might do that. Yeah. What's What's the release date on that? Soon, like middle of November, I believe. But uh, okay. to be fair, that that's how little enthusiasm. But I don't even know the date. I just know it's soon. <laughs> um, yeah. Like this is what they need to do because if they don't, they're going to kill off the the interest. You know, hmm. the way to win fans back in a theme park sense by using what's known. And the way to go forward is to build things that can become known. Yeah. 
anyway, we've talked about Star Wars far too much. Let's move on. What else have you got? <laughs> well, no, that's pretty much it. I was just going to make a book recommendation. Um, uh, we have uh, I Love the Bones of You, written by Christopher Eccleston, who was the ninth Doctor Who. Uh, I've just started reading it this week. Is Doctor Who something you're very fond of or even have a passing knowledge of? Or Me? Oh, dude, yeah. I love Doctor Who. Well, love's a very strong term. Yeah. I really enjoy... A lot of Doctor Who. Um, I was at the 50th anniversary a couple of years ago in London. That was great. Mm-hmm. Super into the Matt Smith era. Um, Chris yeah. Fexon's okay. Smith would be my doctor um, next to Peter Davison. Um, really? Oh, 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 you're proper old school. You like you're yeah. you're like the cricket doctor. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Peter <laughs> Davison's fantastic. Um, yeah. I actually met him as well. A super nice guy. Oh uh, my God! Why we've been rattling on about Star Wars? You got to tell this story. Come on. Yeah. So I was at um I was at the the 50th anniversary in London. Yeah. Because my girlfriend at the time um uh, was a big Doctor Who fan. She got me into it, and I just naturally got into it. And I was like, cool, let's do this. Now that cost an awful lot of money. I think the whole thing cost me like 800 euro or something like that. But it was mad. Totally yeah. worth it. Like I don't regret it, but it was an awful yeah. lot of money. Um, we got like. You know, we got to go to all the panels with Matt Smith and Karen Gillan and all that kind of stuff. And then we got to go, you know, to the trade hall and all that kind of stuff. It was basically just a little Comic-Con for Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Effectively. I, I am very jealous. I would have given my right arm to be at that thing. It was cool. It was very, very cool. The the lanyard's awesome with the Weeping Angels and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Peter Davison was just there. Mm. <laughs> he was just hanging out. And he was doing something for the Royal, uh, Royal Post Office. And very much, you bought, you got your picture taken with him, and then you got your stamps. <laughs> so that was it. And yeah, I got my stamps, and it was a cool guy. I got to chat with him, um, you know. And I was just like, "Oh man, this is great," you know, because like I, I'm not, I'm someone who likes Doctor Who and enjoys it, but I, I'm very picky with what I enjoy. I wouldn't sit there and go, "Oh, I," you know, I will sit and watch all of it. Now I have seen most of it, including all the older stuff. Yeah, even the movie, even the two bad movies that nobody counts because with um, Peter Cushing in them. Oh, I'll, I'll stand up for those movies. They're glossy yeah. color remakes of the original stories that yeah. trim the fat a bit. I yeah, like them. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hate them by any stretch of imagination. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I wouldn't sit there and go, "I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch all of, you know, uh, seven, for example. Uh, not uh, not seven, um, six. Yeah, like that. You know, so." Six or seven. I can't. Not not Baker. The one after him. Uh, Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, I don't like Sylvester McCoy. I just at all, and nobody else did either. That's why I got cancelled. But uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's... that's a bigger conversation. We are lucky that Doctor Who's been off the air during my tenure because, like, Fair. it's my. I like it as much as you like Star Wars. Like, I have Holy a lot. Cow, really? Did not yeah. notice. Well, you, you, I did the buddy the panel dressed up as Jody. Remember, like, I do remember still. You know, I just <laughs> thought that was just a choice. <laughs> you know whatever whatever you want to do you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. um but yeah no and I, I it was a great experience um i would say it was one of the highlights um you know but um yeah like i haven't watched i stopped watching after matt smith left mm. i think a lot of people left after david tennant left so I that's, think that's fair that's fair david tennant is is probably the best run Mm. You know, in general, I like Matt Smith up until once it goes to America, then it gets kind of silly. But I still kind of enjoy that because Matt Smith's mm. so charismatic. Uh, didn't like Peter Capaldi at all. Just no, no, just didn't. It did absolutely nothing for me. Jodie Whittaker, um, yeah, that's fine, but it's 
you know, the, the stories aren't there. Like, she's fine, but the stories aren't good. So uh, I think they're a bit uneven, but I, I like the risks they're taking. It's a bigger conversation than we really have time for. But I yeah, think, well, look, I'll tell, I, tell, you, what, I'll tell yeah, you what we'll do. Yeah, we, we yeah. will, we'll expand out on this, and we'll, we'll do a Doctor Who show. Oh, like, God, you're barely going to get a word in. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but yes just while we have the time I just wanted to bring it up that Christopher Eccleston has released his autobiography this week are you aware of like all the kind of controversy surrounding his departure from the show and all that he hates, he hates the show right <laughs> he also hates Marvel so he just seems to hate everything he does well I think so. that's slightly unfair basically the long and short of what happened was even before this book came out is he wanted to depart Doctor Who because he didn't like the working conditions and the way the crew were treated and that kind of stuff. So the BBC put out a memo saying that he was leaving due to exhaustion, which wasn't true. So then he sued them because he thought that would defame his career. And then he had to like basically flee the country and work in America doing gigs he wasn't wild about. Like So that's why you get him popping up in like that G.I. Joe movie and Thor and all this, these kind of gigs. And the reasons he's left were surrounded in secrecy, but he's just released his autobiography this week. And it's actually a really, really good read. It's, I've read a lot of like celebrity biographies, including Peter Davison's actually, which is very good. Um, but this is one of the like rawest and like kind of most honest and sort of, I'm trying to think of a better word than tough, but like it's very, very like there's no gloss on it. The opening chapter is about him and his dad and his dad kind of on the way out and all of that kind of stuff. So like it's yeah, it's a fantastic read. I'm very, very impressed with it. And I just wanted to put it out there because I've seen a lot of clickbait articles about him and Doctor Who coming out in the last week. And I would hate for people to read those as a substitute for the book because it's a brilliant read. It's very, very honest. And I would recommend it to anyone, even if you've only got a passing affection for Doctor Who. Like, Yeah, I'm probably going to check that out. That seems like a really good read. I'll, I'll land it to you when you're done. It's just because I work in a bookshop and I've seen that we haven't sold many copies of it. So I wanted to put the good word out. Fair. Um, I'll give another, I'll give a recommendation. And actually, because I was in a gig last Friday in Cork I love playing Cork. Cork is like my favorite place. Mm. My favorite place to play next to Waterford. Well, it's a long ass journey down, and uh, I was like, I run it for Planet. Ma- Max Brooks was there. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he was there a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't get a chance to go. Actually, he was there during Comic Con, so that's why I wasn't there. Right. Uh, we were doing a panel when he was there, so. But yeah, I picked up a copy of um, World War Z, and. It was signed. I'm like, rad, I'm picking this up. And I've read World... Have you read World War Z? I never have, actually, no. The movie does no justice. No I've, justice I've, heard, I've heard the one to go with is either the book or the audio with Mark Hamill. Yeah. Um, but it, the movie isn't bad. It's just different, right? Mm. Uh, but the book, it's it's a tales. Like, uh, it's an audio, like, uh, oral, sorry, description mm. of what happened. So it's all tales from the very beginning all the way up old and passing right so it's like the first infection in china and then it spread throughout the rest of the world and then you know the different wars and stuff like that yeah it's a it's a very good read i'm not i'm not even going to try and talk about what's in it because it will get kicked off the air 
But, uh, there's some really funny stuff in it, and it's it's very very good. It's very good. Um, I'd say if you haven't read it and you only seen the movie, read it because um, you're in for a treat. Also, a podcast I discovered this week thanks to a friend of mine. It's called Last Podcast on the Left. Mm. Super fun. Um, they do last one I caught there was on. They do on everything. So like the Manson's Area 51. They're doing a tree series on Norwegian black metal, which is hilarious. Uh, it's super fun. So check that out too. They're my two recommendations for this week. Excellent. Uh, before we go, actually, because you brought up Area 51, I did oh. that happening. Oh my God. Yes, we didn't talk about this at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turned out there was two alien news uh, this week. <laughs> There was, there was two. So the first one is the Area 51, the thing happened and it was a bit of a bust. And the second thing, uh, Tom DeLong from Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves uh, proved aliens are pretty much real. So, yeah. Uh, how? So, if anyone doesn't know, Tom DeLong is obsessed with aliens. Like, hardcore. The Blink-182, yeah, yeah. yeah he's not Blink-182 anymore, he's in Angels and Airwaves. Uh, yeah. New, actually, new Blink album is quite decent. Uh, but he went off to start a company, and it's the most highly funded UFO. I actually saw a breakdown of this uh, by a guy called the Armour Skeptic to the Stars Academy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually pay into it because um, I support Tom DeLong. Okay. And it's, it, it is legit, right? Mm-hmm. You really know, obviously, legit in quotation. But uh, yeah, it's the most highly funded UFO place in the world, basically. And they released a video showing UFOs from the military. And okay. The military came out saying, yeah, this is real. It never should have been released, though. So, yeah. There you go. So, you know, maybe not little grey men, but... Where where Definitely. can we find? I I'm dying to see this footage now. Where can we find it? I want to like go anywhere. Just like just, go, just Google it. Um, it's mainstream news. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you know, not little green men, hmm. but definitely, you know, not crackpot either. And I'm like, good job, Tom. Everybody laughed at you for like 20 years. Hmm. You finally, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, proved, proved that you're not just crazy. So. But it so actually, wait, can, can we just back up a bit then? We spent half an hour talking about Star Wars when you were sitting on the fact that you met Peter Davison and aliens are real this week. Well, you know, Star Wars is more important than both of those things. <laughs> I could talk about Star Wars for six hours, man. So. The aliens are going to land down and they're going to get an earful about Star Wars. Well, I tell you, if, if Disney Star Wars is so terrible, like, lads, listen, here's how to fix it. <laughs> you know, use your ray gun there to, like... You know, careers Disney to listen to me. Yeah. Um, the world could be ending, and I'd still be upset about the Force Awakens. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Why not? Um. Yeah. But there you go, man. So, we might do. Actually, funny thing about it is at Comic Con. Um. There was the UFO panel. All right. Oh yeah. And this was on Saturday, so me and my friend Belinda went, and we were sitting there. The place was packed, absolutely jam packed. Halfway through it, like not even halfway, 10 minutes into it, your man starts mentioning Area 51 and all the power goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he could, all his gear was gone. Like, he couldn't get it working. So I was like, well, man, that's either really convenient or really unlucky. So yeah, I, yeah. I did take his card. Hopefully we can get him on the show because I think that would be a great interview. 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And by the way, actually, I want to put this out. Anyone who's listening to the show now who's like a content creator, who's a comic book artist, who's a cosplayer, whatever, if you want to come on the show and do an interview, let us know and we'll have you on the show because uh, that's something that we like doing. We like talking to you. So, uh, oh, yeah, totally. Let us know. Nerdsnowmedia at gmail.com. If you want to tweet in, Nerdsnowmedia on Twitter, uh, Nerdsnowmedia on Facebook, Nerdsnowmedia.com has everything else as well. And of course, if you just want to email us in general and talk about aliens or Star Wars, nerdsnowmedia at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, I think we've covered everything fairly thoroughly there. Is there any last recommendations you want to make before we wrap? Or? Yes, the new, the new Jurassic World short that was on YouTube. Okay, I hadn't heard about this. Go watch it. We'll kick off the show with it next week. Excellent. All right, so I think, I think that's going to do it. Take us home, Keen. Okay. Uh, I'm Keanu Calicon, and uh, thank you very much for sticking with us. This is Nerd Show Media on Phoenix FM, and we'll see you this time next week.